Good afternoon, and welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Do you want to help make the world a better place but don't know where to start? Join us as we explore the possibilities on today's show with inspiring guests, uplifting music, and new ideas. So let's get started. Here are your hosts, Lori Ann Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead. Hello, and welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. I'm your host, Lorianne Rising. And I'm Uncle Mark Olmstead. And for live updates and sneak peeks, please find, like, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And all those links are available on our website at riseandshineas1.com. So happy Tuesday. We hope you had a great Memorial Day yesterday. And as a veteran, you know, it's kind of an important time for me. I feel it's it's important to remember and appreciate the sacrifices that, you know, so many have fought for and, and died for, well, the promise of our freedoms anyway. Um, and yesterday I visited a local cemetery and recorded a live stream of two original songs dedicated to veterans. So if you're interested, check it out. Go to, uh, you can go to at Uncle Mark Olmstead on Facebook. And uh, did you know something I learned? Thank you, Lorianne. <laughs> that the very first Memorial Day is not acknowledged officially in our history books. Yeah, I got curious yesterday and started doing a little Google searching and found out that, you know, for many years, it was actually referred to as Decoration Day because folks would decorate graves of soldiers with flowers in remembrance, which is something, of course, we still do. But the very first remembrance was actually a parade that occurred less than a month after the Civil War ended in 1865. And that was when about 10,000 freed slaves and missionaries held a parade to honor the Union soldiers who died for their freedom in Charleston, South Carolina. And I learned this information just, it was on history.com. So you can look that up and There's a lot more to that story, actually, too. It's really interesting how it was found out, dug up, learned about, and even some reasons why it's not taught in our history books. So I wonder wonder what it would be like if our history books actually reflected more of our actual history. You know, since so much of what is considered our official history is so white-centered, you know, the narrative. Anyway, uh, which is important to be aware of because we are making history now. I mean, today, what's happening in the world and in the nation uh, is going to be talked about for generations. And we're really, uh, we're, we're, it's, it's time to be more conscious about the, the kinds of history that we're, we're creating and co-creating every day. It's involving lots of transitions and changes and moves. And we're in a world of this transition right now and working to find ways of gracefully navigating it all right. Yeah, and and changes and transitions can be incredibly difficult. Uh, It's one of the reasons we decided to make that the focus of this show is because we know that so many lives right now are being shaken up. Unemployment for April was at 14.7%. And again, I got curious and did did, did some research on Google and found out that the last time the U.S. has seen this level of unemployment was in 1940. Before the, 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 uh, the second, actually, just before uh, Pearl Harbor. Right, right. right. Just yeah. before, because Pearl Harbor was 41. Yeah. yeah. So even in the recession that began in 2008, so just as a comparison in, in terms of how we might, you know, in, in the modern generations have a point of reference the highest that recession got was about 9.9 in 2009, and it actually took until 2017 for unemployment to get all the way back down to what they consider as healthy rates. And the healthy rate of unemployment is between 35 and 4.5%. They figure if you get much lower than that, you actually have a very difficult time finding quality employees for companies. So, they look to keep it in that range, actually. So it's interesting that right now we're at 14.7. And the last couple of years have been in that healthy range. So the sudden unexpected skyrocketing of unemployment is really rocking the world for a lot of people right now. And I personally can say I know what it's like to be laid off. I've been laid off three times in my life. And each one was very unexpected. 
And I did actually wind up, you know, losing my home as a result of actually two of those instances. So I completely understand and have a lot of compassion who, you know, for people who are in that boat right now, whether they're, you know, needing to make moves in order to find a new job or needing to make a move because they haven't been able to find a job. There's a lot of moving that's going to be coming out of this. And in the best of times, of course, that can be a real hassle you know, with all the emotions that are attached. And uh, you know, as we leave what we've known behind and, and work on uh, establishing ourselves somewhere else. But when, especially when a move is not our choice, it can be even more difficult. And so we wanted to dedicate this hour to offering tools and resources and opportunities that might help make these uncertain times a little more hopeful. Yeah, definitely, which is why we connected with both Karen and Renee. Karen's going to be joining us talking about how to make any move and life transition more mindful. And Renee is going to be talking with us about how to attract abundance into our lives, no matter what our current circumstances might look like. Uh, so, it, in, of course, you know, these kinds of conversations, it doesn't mean that we're not going to make adjustments and changes. Life is really just all about change. I actually heard recently somebody say that what we're really dealing with in the U.S. is the death of the myth of stability. You mm. know, life is about change. So what we're really wanting for our, our listeners is the ability to walk through those things in a healthier and more empowering way. So I'm, I'm personally really excited about this show. But first, <laughs> before we get into the rest of our introducing our guests, we have a short commercial break. Uh, just join us for more of our un- overcoming scarcity and making difficult moves right after this. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. In our changing world, how can you protect the self-esteem, confidence, and dreams of the children you love in just five minutes a day, even from a distance? To learn more about Uncle Mark's Best Indie Book award-winning kids book, his music, and resources to support families, visit truesunbeam.com. And if you're an author or musician with a similar mission, learn how to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. Visit Uncle Mark at truesunbeam.com. Are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Laurieann Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. And if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit laurieannrising.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. To reach the show live, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send us an email to share the love at riseandshineisone.com. Now, back to Rise and Shine. Okay, we'll get this figured out. So welcome back. Are you an author, a musician, a comedian, or innovator with a message that matters? Well, you could be a guest on Rise and Shine. Visit riseandshineasone.com to learn more. Coming up, we'll be talking with Renee Spears, an abundologist. Yes, say that five times fast. Abundologist. All right. But first, we have Kiran Prasad with us today. And Kiran is the author of A Mindful Move, Feel at Home Again. 
She's an expert at dealing with transitions and change because she's relocated 30, that's three zero times in her life. Mm -hmm. Her moves have taken her around the world and across the U.S. She is a teacher whose writing has been featured in the New York Times, and she is very passionate about helping others. Welcome, Kieran. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me here, Laurie and Uncle Mark. It's good to be here. (laughs) Wonderful. Super. Well, so I'm curious, tell me a little bit about this book. I'm a, a bit of a world traveler, but I don't, I think you've got me on the 30 times or 30 moves. <laughs> what is, <laughs> what's your book about and, and why did you write it? Okay. So um, my book is about overcoming emotional challenges uh, during, through a move. And uh, whether you've, you're going through a move for the first time or you've been through many moves, Change is never easy for anyone. And what I teach people is how to navigate through uncertainty and turmoil because the chaos that hits our lives, our lives just turn upside down during a move or even any major change in our life like right now. And I help people to come to accept a new normal, especially when they feel very stuck and they can't move forward. They might have one foot in each place that they're in, uh, very much like currently. And my book covers these kind of topics, loss and grief, culture shock, homesickness, situational depression, and various needs like under the Maslow hierarchy of needs, like our needs for safety, love and belonging, self-esteem, and many more. But essentially, it's a journey, like a spiritual journey that I went through, a journey into connecting with our true self. And the premise of the book or message is really that home is inside of us all, And we take that, we carry that with us wherever we go. And I wrote it because even though I'm such an experienced person with moving, um, you know, some of my last moves were very difficult. And at that time when I started writing it, I felt I didn't have the kind of support around, there wasn't the material around um, to do with the psychological, emotional side of the move. There, There was plenty written about the physical side. And so I love helping people. And so I hope that my experiences of moving, the experiences of people I've interviewed, and my own research on this topic will help people. Absolutely. I can, I can definitely understand and vouch for that experience of like really just kind of resisting the process in many ways <laughs> and feeling like you've got a foot in two different worlds. It's like, no, I want to go back. I want to go back. The, ter- the turmoil, the emotional, the, the, the grieving. You mentioned yes. the grieving process. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's absolutely a, a huge part of it. Well, and especially if you have children or other family members to not just be coping yourself, but helping them cope as well through all of that. So, you know, how, what, what are some coping types of strategies that you talk about in your book? Thanks. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, some of the coping strategies that I'm actually using myself right now that I talk about in my book, because initially I wasn't doing too well with all of this, like so many of us, and now I'm Mm. doing great using these strategies that, and I'm helping uplift other people through these. Um, and I think I've developed this because of in the last five years, I've had some top stressors in my life, not just through all my moves. I've had them one after the other, and I've got this emotional muscle I think I've developed lately. So one of the things I use a lot right now to help me through, and I've written about it in my book, is gratitude. Daily being thankful for what I still have, even though we face a lot of losses, we all are facing losses. But if we stop and think of what we still do have, And it helps me be more hopeful and positive. It lifts my energy to a higher vibration. And in fact, I can share something, a simple thing that helps us lift our energy from a low, a fearful or angry vibrational energy to a high energy of peace and calm. I call it one, two, three. You say one thing you're proud of, two people you've helped, and three things you're grateful for. And I assure you how quickly that just changes the energy. And wow. another one thing, thing you're I've, proud of, that, that mm-hmm. was good. One thing you're proud of, two things, two people, two people, two people you've helped, or even you've two helped. things you've done to help people even, and three uh-huh. things you're grateful for. 
And the Very other cool. strategy I use a lot, well, not strategy, but another thing that's really helping me through this is a sense of purpose. And I maybe didn't have enough of a sense of purpose before this, but some of my friends were sewing masks um, to help healthcare workers. And I was desperate also to join in and do something, use my skills in some way. And finally, I found this volunteer position um, to, I had to create some videos, record myself reading stories for children at a shelter. And I thought, I can do this. And I did it and I really enjoyed it. And then I started thinking, well, this could help other kids as well at a time like this. And so I would have never imagined that I'd develop this new interest in videography and that I would be finding myself creating a YouTube channel called, it's called Auntie Kieran Reads and Sings. And I've started doing action rhymes as well for kids. And it's providing so much comfort and solace, even for adults. I'm finding my mm. adult friends, yep. they're, they're yep. enjoying it. They say it makes them smile and happy. Yeah. Our, our inner child needs those Absol moments. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Our inner child, absolutely. Yes. I love that you brought up that sense of purpose. I know, I mean, anytime kind of our world gets disrupted, it's kind of that, you know, why am I getting up in the morning every day that we have to find a way to answer again? And I've, I've watched so many of my friends struggle with that and over and over again have felt so blessed that. It was about that time we started working on the radio show. So I had something to focus on. And I know that that is a very key element. So I appreciate that you, you brought that up. And I really like that you have dedicated or, or, or directing the energy to children. I mean, this is, mm -hmm. if there's anything I think that would be most important to do, it would be in the, in the transition times like this is to get real conscious of the example that we're being. For, for the little ones who are watching us and because they're, they're learning how to transition and how to deal with stress by watching us. And, and so that you're, you're actually developing that purpose in supporting them and, and being more of an active part is, is just perfect. It's, <laughs> I didn't realize you were going to be uh, promoting uh, <laughs> the, the idea of the kids' books. I mean, this is my focus right now, too. This is my <laughs> A true sunbeam and uh, it's, it's it's wonderful Karen well and it's, it sounds like it's provided a lot of structure and routine for you as well and you know so tell us a little bit more about maybe how that has helped you through some of this just having the the structure and routine mm -hmm. yeah I write a lot about um, creating structure and routine I, I talk about that in my book because at well, at a time of major change and uncertainty Everything that we know, I mean, it becomes chaotic and we feel powerless. And children especially need a bit of routine and structure. We all do. But it's this loss of the familiar. That's why we feel like the ground is gone from underneath our feet. And structure and routines provide a kind of an anchor for us. It's something that's known. It's predictable. It's a roadmap through unfamiliar, unfamiliar territory. It's very, very comforting. So it's very important, very, very quickly on, I always tell people after a move or after a major transition, try to, first of all, keep your regular routines going as much as possible. Um, keep, you know, children eating familiar foods and familiar schedules that they were on before. I know it, it's hard right now, but as much as possible. And at first, like I said, I really struggled with this myself. I mean, everything was thrown out of the window, like for all of us. And then I had to stop and think. First of all, how do I even start my day? Because that's really essential how we start our day. And to stop and think, what is the first thing we actually do? And I can guess for a lot of us, it's checking our emails, social media, the news. And if it's negative, it sets the tone for the rest of the day and the kind of energy that we're going to be going through. So just looking at even that first thing, when I started doing that, it changed my day. And then Meditation is a great way to start the day and have positive energy. I do some reading meditation daily. And then journaling, I, you know, it helps offload your thoughts and reflect. Journaling's great. And then even if you can exercise or walk in the morning, it just boosts those brain chemicals that are I have to do it at a particular time. I'm somebody I found if I didn't exercise at a particular time, it's not gonna happen. 
But for other friends, they say, no, no, they don't like to put that pressure on themselves. So everybody's different and you have to do it in your own way. But just having, like I said, these songs to record and sing and these stories for these kids, it made me get up in the morning. It made me want to get up and start my day. I had something to be passionate about. So that mm -hmm. kind of helped bring the structure in a lot. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, in your book, you talk about the importance of maintaining social connection. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, so tell us how you're putting that into practice in your own life and, and how others can do it. Yes, uh, I'm a very social person, probably more than most. So it's very important for me to be social. I'm a hugger as well. And mm -hmm. right now I'm living alone right now. And mm -hmm. so all my family, everyone's a flight away. And this has been such a killer for me, just not being able to see anybody in person. And of course, I've set up lots of video chats I had to for myself. And so social media and video chats have been like a life raft for me. I have virtual dinner chats with my kids. I connect with old friends. I continue with my meetup groups. And uh, like what I was saying about structure and routine, like my friends I went dancing with on Fridays, sometimes I still have some dance meetups and or I just mm -hmm. speak to those friends still, still on a Friday. It's helped me become closer maybe with, with people I'd lost touch with. And I've done some interesting stuff like virtual comedy clubs, dance parties, even a karaoke party virtually. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to live my life as best as I can still. And mm -hmm. I know I'm more blessed than so many people in some ways. I have my own struggles different from other people. But, you know, I know people have children and they have elderly parents to take mm -hmm. care of. But I think I've come to a point where I think a lot of people have where we're at this screen fatigue. We've done so much of it. Mm. And now I'm wondering how do we navigate onto the next phase as things certainly in California are opening up. I mean, I'm desperate to see my kids and hug someone. <laughs> um, but we're very tribal in nature. And I speak a lot about that in my book. I have a whole chapter on our need for this, this tribal instinct and uh, our need for love and connection. That's a whole chapter of the book. Mm. Well, and, and, and you're obviously into the, the dancing and moving and stuff. And, and mm -hmm. so music would obviously be a part of things with dancing. Mm -hmm. Do you have a, a regular program of a kind of music or, or a preference of a vibration that you, that you routinely expose yourself to? Is that part of your routine as well? Oh, uh, yes. Oh, music is huge in my life. It's really big. I have music on at all times of the day during exercise mm. in the car. And mm -hmm. for me, it's been, uh, since I moved here, it's been the 80s music because I've been to a lot of meetups, dance meetups, oh, dancing right. to live bands, to 80s bands. So I put that on and, be, you know, and I love Bollywood music as well, of course. So I have my Bolly, Bollywood hits on as well. Mm -hmm. so. Well, that's really neat. That's I cool. love that. So Good you use variety. music kind of to maybe help boost your mood a bit and keep you going. Is that mm. what I'm understanding? Oh, absolutely. That's I think right. it just makes my soul come alive and be happy. Yeah, it uplifts me no matter what I'm feeling and it relaxes me, comforts me. Yeah. Well, that's really something I'm, I'm curious about how it's so much of a, of a coping mechanism, it seems like, that that uh, that we all have access to that I don't know that that so much of the music that we listen to these days or that we have exposure to um, I don't know I, I feel like there's an opportunity with the messages that are that are being communicated with music sometimes that I don't always feel like like uh, well like we use it as consciously as we have the opportunity to and um, mm -hmm. and we're uh, we're gonna be we're gonna but uh, before we get into our next section, though, I wanted to make sure that we we uh, uh, have a. Let's see, is this? Oh. Are we at there? We, we so have a gift. One, one of one of the things that we wanted to uh, ask you about, we haven't had a chance to yet, was uh, really you, your book title is a mindful move. Mm -hmm. So share a little bit with us about what mindfulness means to you. We've had that conversation before with others, but it's really interesting to hear different perspectives on that. Yes, yes. 
So mindfulness to me means being fully present to what is, being, not just doing. Because most of the time, and especially right now, we're in our heads so much, in our thoughts. Mm. And a lot of people feel that, oh, maybe I need to stop my thoughts, whether through meditation or whatever. But we have between 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts a day. So this isn't something we can just shut down our thoughts. Mm -hmm. So mindfulness is really about... Uh, not following those thoughts down a rabbit hole. We're not following those thoughts. We're aware that we're having these thoughts. And if you imagine our thoughts being like clouds, you allow them to pass through. You see them. You you know and acknowledge what's going on in your thoughts, but then you just let them drift past. So we don't follow them. We don't have to follow every thought down the rabbit hole. And Mm -hmm. what's happening a lot right now and tends to happen with us is that our thoughts can be very future-based, like right now with so many of us. What if? What if this happens? What if that one mm-hmm. happens? So that leads us into fear thinking. And if our thoughts um, are too much in the past, it can lead us into depression and dissatisfaction with our current situation. And I know it's understandable when we go through major change, we're, of course, going to be looking back. We're going to look back at what we lost. We're going to grieve our losses, and that's an important part of the process. But it's just when we get stuck in that nostalgia, that can be dangerous, and that can lead to depression because we're just dissatisfied with the new normal and, and unable to accept it. And, in fact, some people call this, spiritually, we can call this phase um, a cosmic pause, because it's the universe's way of getting us to slow down and be more conscious, maybe. And I, I know some friends of mine and people will be saying, hey, I don't have the luxury to do that. I can't slow down. I've got so much going on in my life. And we do have our own personal pandemic going on. But this is not about mindfulness is not something we have to go out of our way to do. It's not something outside of our ordinary realm. We can do this in our daily, everyday activities, whether we're doing laundry, walking. Right. Eating, well, that's a good place for music, you know, to, to, to use the, the tool of music to be helping that mindfulness, right? I mean, is that that's part of what you were doing? Oh, yes, yes. Music yeah, very much. Right. I mean, there's so many activities well, that can help us be mindful. Well, we have a, a, a good example of a of one of those songs we can potentially use here too. But but before we get uh, into that, we understand that you've got a gift for our listeners today. Yes, Is that true? I do. Yes. I, I'm, I'm going to be giving a gift of um, three books, three of my books, The Mindful Move to send to whoever. Oh, very cool. Decide. Wonderful. So they can just email the show mm-hmm. at share the love at riseandshineas1.com and request that and we'll make sure you are connected and and can have the opportunity to get that book it's really a wonderful book i uh, i'm grateful that you had the you shared it with me i did have a chance to look through it a, a bit and after 10 years of you know, content development editing for nonfiction, I can really say it's written well. You've done a wonderful job with it and it's incredibly valuable and helpful. So I do highly recommend checking it out. And uh, after the break, we do have Renee Spears, an abundologist who's been manifesting miracles since she was a small child. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, but first, <laughs> and to continue Karen's example of, of the importance of music and, and interrupting our our uh, whatever process we might be getting into that's that's taking us from uh, from our focus and our mindfulness. Uh, we have a song that I call "Breaking Bad Habits." It's a song that actually is currently being promoted uh, by one of my friends to the Biden campaign. I just got a call this last week. She's uh, trying to promote it as one of his uh, his promotional tools to be used in his campaign. So check that out and let me know what you think about it. Uh, But uh, I wrote it as kind of an environmental wake-up call in an effort to keep John Denver's mission alive. But you'll hear it right after this short commercial break coming up next. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. 
Are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Lorianne Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. And if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit LorianneRising.com. In our changing world, how can you protect the self-esteem, confidence, and dreams of the children you love in just five minutes a day, even from a distance? To learn more about Uncle Mark's Best Indie Book Award-winning kids book, his music, and resources to support families, visit truesunbeam.com. And if you're an author or musician with a similar mission, learn how to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. Visit Uncle Mark at truesunbeam.com. Catching all the chaff that a lot of others grew And if it helps to say it was done without our knowing It doesn't change the fact today it's up to me and you to be breaking that habit breaking today that is the question (laughs) (laughs) that is an original by our very own uncle mark and it is also available at truesunbeam.com as a free download so you are welcome to check that out and we do want to take a quick moment to remind you also that if you're loving the show 
we actually have more for you. We put together what we call a Family Action Networking Club, or of course, Fan Club for short. And there's exclusive content and bonuses starting at just $2 a month. And it's something we are constantly adding more to thanks to the generosity of our guests. So you can visit riseandshineasone.com. Click on Fan Club at the top of the page to learn more. And now we get to welcome Brene Spears. She is an abundologist. That is a word I'm going to just have to keep using. Abundologist whose business and abundance mentoring helps people experience more love, joy, and money in their life. <clears throat> Cannot have too much of that one. Renee's positive energy combined with award-winning business, business experience and spiritual wisdom raises vibrations for you and your business. With a higher vibration, you attract more abundance she is also the host of the Abundology podcast. Yeah, and I just have to say, I actually met Renee, I think about 15 years ago. I know my one of my kids was still in diapers anyway, so that was... That was, you know, yesterday. And my first impression of her was, wow, here's someone I just really wish I could be around and get to know and just hang out with. So I'm so grateful that she's willing to be here and share with us today. Welcome, Renee. Welcome, Renee. Welcome. Thank you, Ann and Uncle Mark. It's nice to be here. Well, we are grateful to have you. And I'm really, I've been curious, you, you might have mentioned it before, but the abundology, is that a term that you coined or was it one you, you grabbed from somewhere? Well, I, I thought I had invented it, but then I Googled it and somebody else had used it like 15 years ago, but now I've owned it and it's mine. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, it is a good one. <laughs> So why, why is it that you do what you do? Well, I have always been fascinated with why some people have more in their lives than other people, more time, money, love, and joy. So it, my job that I do now kind of started as a joke. I owned a mortgage company for about 20 years, and my employees would jokingly say to me, you know, Renee, I want a new car. Can you help me have a new car? Or I want to help get my daughter into this preschool. Can you help me? And I would jokingly say, yeah, I'll put that in my meditations tonight, and, you know, I'll get that for you. And lo and behold, the things that I started to put in my meditations for these other people started to come true. So after that happening 10, 15, 20 times, it dawned on me like, oh, wow, I really have the ability to manifest things and help other people manifest what they want in their lives. Wow. Wow. And you've been doing that since you were little. Is that correct? I think I saw something on your website somewhere about that. Yeah. When I was a young girl, I used to daydream a lot. And I just, you know, whatever I daydreamed came true. And so for years, until I was way into my 20s, this is how I thought life worked, is you just daydream something up and you imagined it happening. And then it came true and it happened. It wasn't until, like I said, in my 20s when I realized that this isn't how other people live life, that I, you know, this seemed a little different than most people. Wow. Wow. So, just, so the idea of like stop daydreaming is really undermining our children, it sounds like. It is. And mm. actually, that was one of the things I had on my list to talk about today was daydreaming. Because our brain doesn't know the difference between what we're seeing now and, and what is a memory or what we're imagining. So taking the time to just daydream as adults, we really don't do that often anymore. But now is a perfect time when a lot of us have some extra time on our hands to just go back and daydream and lay under a tree for 15 minutes and imagine how wonderful, you know, the world is and the world could be. Wow. You know, one of my, or I have to say used to be favorite activities was honestly, it sounds weird, but staring at a blank white wall and thinking or daydreaming or, you know, that kind of thing. And I just thinking about it now, I quit doing it because the world expects us to be productive all the time. And like somehow it's a waste of time to give your mind or yourself a break. And it is. I need to start doing that again, it sounds like. 
Yeah. And we also as adults, you know, we think it's unrealistic. Well, that's never going to happen. So why would I waste my time thinking about that? You know, as we're trying to, uh, I need to make money, maybe I should do something more in the real everyday life. But one of the biggest things that you can do to have more abundance in your life is to open up your thinking. And daydreaming is one of the biggest ways to do that. So that would require then not having the filter after the daydream that says, oh, but that's not possible. So why bother? I mean, you've really got to be conscious about self-filtering. Yes, self-filtering. And then also trying to figure out the how, because you might Uh, get hooked on a really great daydream, like, I want my life to be like this. And then mm -hmm. a lot of times our brain goes immediately to the, how am I going to do this? And Mm. that's where we get tripped up. If we could just enjoy daydreaming for for what it is, um, we'd be a lot better off. (laughs) Sounds like, you know, and there's, there's this part of me that almost feels like, well, that sounds almost too easy or magical or like fairy dust sort of thing. So, I mean, isn't there something we're supposed to do in that to like follow through or like what is, or deserve it or what is the, yeah, deserve it. Or we need to, we need to work hard in order to get it. Yes. And as we know, those are all limiting beliefs. Um, And as soon as we can kind of work our way around those limiting beliefs is, we can just do this. It's fun. You don't need to be productive. You can have fun in life. You can get out of your own way. One of my limiting beliefs throughout my life was that I had to work hard to make money. And about five or six years ago is when I really took that belief on to, you know, understand where did this come from? Why do I believe this? Because as we know, what we believe is in what we create. And I didn't want to work hard to make money. I just want to work easy and work fun to make money. So that has been one of the thoughts that I've gotten to work on in my life. Wow. And that is so common right now. And, you know, especially for maybe people who have um, recently had the wonderful opportunity to rethink things and given a chance to be home more than they anticipated or thought they wanted to be when they've, you know, become unemployed, there's a lot of fear that is going on for them. How do they manage that in this process so that it doesn't trip them up? Well, I think one of the big things is to have a plan before you get into that mind, the fear mindset or the lack mentality. So while you're feeling good one day, I would make a list everything that you can possibly think of, this could take you an hour or two or longer, that makes you feel good. So Mm. I would put on, go for a walk, call my mom, call a girlfriend, read a book or a chapter of a special book, go outside and take 10 deep breaths. Just all of the possible things that you know already make you feel good. And so then when you find yourself in that time of anxiety or fear you don't have to think. You just go to the refrigerator when, where the list is, close your eyes, and just point your finger at something and then do that thing. A lot of times when we're in um, not a healthy mindset, it's hard to get out. And so this way, you don't have to think. You just go over there. The work is already done. You hit, t- go outside and take 10 bre- deep breaths. You go outside, you take 10 deep breaths, and you feel a little bit better. And then maybe you decide to come in and do two or three or four thing, more things on the list. And it's that simple. It's just wow. shifting your energy and your mindset. Just a list, a simple list. A simple list. There's nothing keeping anybody from doing this. Nope. <laughs> we, nope. It doesn't cost anything. Yeah, the, the price is right. There's that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, and, uh, and so probably adding to that list, um, there's something about gratitudes on here. Do you have gratitude? Uh, some, some and I'm so glad that you, I'm so glad that Kieran brought that up. Yes, exactly. Yes, because that is the number one thing is practicing gratitude. And like she mentioned, starting out your day with a very good gratitude practice that could be writing in a journal. For me, because I'm a little bit more on the lazy side, Mm. (laughs) I like to do it while I'm doing taking my shower. So I Mm -hmm. appreciate, one, that I even have water, Mm. two, that I have hot water. 
I have a special soap that I buy. I, I splurge and get the $5 soap because when I smell that soap, it makes me feel so good and so abundant. Mm. And then I have a nice towel when I get out. I have nice lotion that I put on my body. So while I'm doing this, I'm appreciating all of these things. And then that's it. I'm done for the day. I've shifted my mindset into one of appreciation. And that sets me out on my day, keeping me in that appreciation mindset. Wow. So those little things that we do for ourselves that sometimes we might you know, that self-care thing, I think a lot of us run into is, you know, also considered sometimes selfish and we mix that up in our heads and, you know, but it sounds like doing those things for ourselves is really, really important. It's not just important for us. It's the important for the people we're around. And sometimes, especially for women, we um, are doing more for others than ourselves But if you could do this for yourself that kept you in a positive attitude each day, then each person that you interact with throughout the day gets a lift from your positive energy. So in a sense, by you enjoying your shower and your soap and your towel, you're making a minute shift in the energy of the planet. And I mean, gosh, how easy is that? That is so cool. I, I really, and it's, and just taking a shower can be helping save the planet. This is so cool. And, and yeah. you know what? You, when, when you're, when you mentioned your, your practice of waking up and going to sleep, I'm reminded of this poem that I just read just before the show. Want to hear it real yes, quick? Yes. Yes. In the moments when we first wake up and before we go to sleep, most happy people share a similar practice that they keep to celebrate the day ahead and the one they leave behind by simply saying thank you to maintain a grateful mind for there's for where there's gratitude, there's peace. And with peace comes harmony. And with harmony, there's all the love that's ever meant for you and me with no challenge or sorrow has it where no challenge or sorrow has a chance to rise above when constantly connecting with this source of peace and love, this simple celebration every morning and every night is the way that happy people keep on living in the light. That's pretty cool. That's fantastic. (laughs) I love that. It couldn't be more right on for this moment what we're talking about, too. Well, I appreciate your inspiration. (laughs) Perfect timing. Oh, this is awesome, Renee. You know, there's a way in which, you know, keeping our vibration up, you know, there's this part of me, it's like, well, is it really that simple? But I'm reminded, too, that that that's the place and the mindset and, and the vibration and the feeling that's best to be in so that our intuition can kick in and guide us into, I want to say the accidental or the synchronicity type moments that actually bring things together. Is that your experience? You are right on, Lori. Um, it keeps us in the flow. And, and when you're in the flow, things just happen to you. And it, it seems like it's a coincidence, but as we know, no coincidences. Mm-hmm. Living like that, the right people happen at the right time. Everything just aligns. And to get there is super simple. You just are mindful and you focus on uh, keeping a positive mindset. And there's just little things throughout the day that help you get there. And it's really that easy. Okay. Favorite song? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Or or artist maybe, you know, I mean, is do do you use music uh, like we were talking with Karen to, to help maintain that that space of gratitude and high vibration? I do. I listen to music all day long and I have my um, Pandora spa Ah. (laughs) channel that I like. So it has a lot of great different um, of the new age type music, that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh Yeah. So, so good messages and, and, uh, or do you, do you do a lot of, um, a lot of instrumental type music. Is that maybe more of what um, it's a It's more instrumental type uh-huh. music. A lot of nature sounds, okay. um, a lot of Native American drumming, that sort of thing too. Mm. Oh, so, there you yeah. go. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I know for me, I have uh, gotten into some of the, I think they call it binarial beats and even some subliminal type messaging where it's like you hear the music, but underneath there's a really positive, uplifting type of message. And I, I honestly 
I feel the difference within about five minutes when I'm doing things of listening to something like that, that I just, I feel a physical shift as much as a mental and emotional shift. Well, there definitely is a physical shift. Those beats, as you're talking about, those the, that type of music is so powerful. It, if we happen to be out of alignment or our body really isn't in harmony, those beats and that underlying, it's almost the same um, vibration and frequency as a heartbeat. Mm. So isn't that kind of cool? And that just mm-hmm. magically, like you said, within five minutes, gets you back into that flow. Mm. So um, we're sort of getting close to the end. So I'm curious if if you are able to sum it up into just, you know, if, if nobody remembers anything else, what's the one or two things you hope that they remember the most out of this? Practice gratitude. Definitely the number one thing that you yeah. can do. It's easy, uh, very easy to do. Whatever practice fits you. Uh, right now, I am focusing on embracing all of the joy in every moment. So for example, if I'm Netflixing, I'm making sure that I'm putting on the ultimate comfy clothes. I'm lighting candles. I'm getting my special Netflixing food, popcorn or carrots. And and I even will pour like my iced tea or something in a champagne glass. Oh, there you go. (laughs) So I'm trying to milk the joy out of every moment that I can. So that's been my focus lately. One, how fun. And then two, I'm enjoying things so much more. Mm. Well, it sounds like a real process of self-care is really what it, what you're, you're activating in your, in your day. And well, you know, and, and this is part of what I'm, I'm wanting to, uh, inspire in, in families and kids and with the, uh, it just, it's just in so in sync with what, with the, my kids book uh, is about and, and what I'm trying to inspire in families with the gratitude process. And, uh, but anyway, but I'm, I'm being told that we're getting close to the end very, of our, our time here. Is that, is that, is that what very, I'm understanding? Very close. And I want oh. to give Renee a chance to share about the gift she has ah, for our listeners. You. Just real quick. We're running out of time. <laughs> uh, real quick. I have a 28 days of making money program. You get an email with has video and some hints in it each day for 28 days. And I am offering your listeners a 50% off discount for that. Just using the code rise and shine. Um, on my website. So awesome. I know. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Very, very cool. I am looking forward to this and very much uh, dialing in on the vibe here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. We'll put that link on our website as well. So it's easy to access um, also. And uh, so coming up next week, we have a Dine Dakota journalist that we met as a result of our trip to Standing Rock who will be joining us. Jacqueline Keeler will be talking about the indigenous crisis in America through their eyes. It's going to be a really powerful conversation. So remember to visit riseandshineasone.com. Check out our fan club. Find out how you or someone you know can be a guest. And of course, so much more. And until next week, keep in mind that wherever you go, there's always time for remembering to rise and shine. Thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. Please join Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead for another great show next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, keep rising and shining. Sound of the joy, sound of the love, sound of the life. Sound of the joy, sound.